Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones. Hello everyone, and welcome to Post Game of Thrones. The best audio-produced podcast <laughs> with no issues ever. Ever. No ever. More. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, a.k.a. Bibbendum Ed. <laughs> and uh, with me, as always, Brooks Oglesby. And one half of the Mystery Twins, Brooks Oglesby. Yes. Thanks <laughs> for joining me, pal. Thanks for having me, And pal. as you hear from the laughter in the background, we have a special guest today. So, guest... Hey, how's Take it going? this time am, and introduce yourself. What's going on? I'm Tumblr user Manasaroy, uh, probably the number three question asker, uh, number one Hank Hill mentioner, I guess. <laughs> number one reviewer. <laughs> and shout out to us for mildly saying your username wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Until this very moment. It's cool. It's, it's whatever, you know? It's whatever. Honestly, the best part of having people on the show is hearing them say their own username, so I know how wrong I've been the whole time. <laughs> It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, today we'll be talking about Game of Thrones season one, episode six, "A Golden Crown," which is one of my favorite episodes. It's a good one. It's real good. It's a good one. It's real good. Yeah. It's nice. Like I, I remembered it because of like the title and the big scene at the end, but like throughout the whole thing, it was just so entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of not in the mood to watch last night for whatever reason. Like, I wasn't even in a bad mood. I was just like, I don't want to sit through 55 minutes of stupid show that I hate. Mm-hmm. But, like, five minutes in, I was... And I guess we'll talk about it when we're five minutes in, but I was hooked. <laughs> it was great. It was neato. Probably my favorite episode. And the weird thing is, because I was... I forget I was setting the times. It was like, when, when are you going to record? When are you going to record? Okay. And then I told Kim, I was like, oh, we're going to record uh, on Saturday. And she goes, oh, cool. Have you watched it yet? I was like, oh! <laughs> no, I haven't! Let's do that! That whole thing. Yeah, so got that started up quick. And uh, and here we are. It's good. How does this one begin? Uh, I got my notes right here. Ned wakes up and he's got Cersei and Robert kind of looming over him, blurrily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Ned's sleepy. Yeah. Ned's a sleepy boy because he, he got leg injured. Yeah. And, uh... There's a lot of sleepy boys in this episode. True. Yeah, him, Bran. Who else? That's it, probably it. Uh, Tyrion is sleepy at some point. Yeah, yeah, he's a little bit sleepy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Quickly and... made not sleepy, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a little bit sleepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what... They're, like, all arguing as soon as Ned wakes up. They were just waiting for him to wake up so everyone could start yelling at each other. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, good morning, your wife's still fucked up. Please fix the entire kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then him and uh, Cersei started, your wife stole my my brother. Yeah, but my, you were coming home drunk from a brothel. You know, like Ned Stark does. Yeah. And Robert yells at everyone to shut up, which is basically like his entire reign as king. Pretty much. You know, I've, I've <laughs> forgotten how, like, kind of cartoonish Robert's voice sounds. Like, he sounds like somebody is voice acting him, and it's pretty great. He, the act, his actor played Fred Flintstone before. Are in the serious? live acts, yeah, in like the second, like Flintstones go to, like Rock Vegas or whatever oh, it's called. Yeah, Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah, that's he's <laughs> one of the best live action Flintstones. He's he's Freddie Flintstone. At least in the top five. 
<laughs> I, I would say safely. Uh-huh. And then, like through all this arguing, uh, Cersei says, "What does she say to Robert that gets him all booty flustered?" Um, She's like, "She should wear the armor in the relationship." Yeah. So he, which is which is kind of neato, close to Cersei in the books. Mm-hmm. Because she's like she's super internal misog- internalized misogyny about everything, and she thinks of herself as Tywin with teeth and all mm-hmm. that. And also, Robert's just mega like cartoony misogynist here yeah. as well. Like he's immediately like, "You're talking again." Woman. Yeah. <laughs> and it's his relationship with women is real interesting because like he hates every living wim- woman because he he just loves Lyanna so much. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. And he gives her a big slap across the face, yep. which like sucks and is bad but she's like I'll wear it with honor and he's like shut up or I'll honor you again and like it's super terrible but that's a really sick line (laughs) yeah there's a lot of really like easy setup like great lines in this episode I mean what am I like I wrote this in the margin of the page I was writing it was like this episode was like nothing but digs and like like zingers yeah because like, the and uh, the sound effect of the slap is the classic. It's just like, yeah. like, and Kim she goes ooh, and I thought it was because like because it was painful, but she goes that was a good line. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, it was so good. It's and then Cersei leaves, and Robert's like, that was not kingly, which is also his entire reign as king. Like, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like, and Ned is like dying and still trying to be honorable. He's like, "You told me I was fired forever." Like he's passing out, but still trying to do his job while being fired. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't kill the little girl. Come on. Mm-hmm. And I like that, and Robert. This is kind of okay. You go. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, something that I kind of forgot because when people talk about Ned's season one arc. They kind of talk about how the whole the whole way through he just clings to his honor and it's really stupid of him and it's just awful. But like at this point he's still kind of like, okay, I'm gonna go back to Winterfell, I guess. And Robert's like, if you fucking leave, I'm gonna give the kingship to Jamie Lannister. <laughs> yeah. Him. So like he it's, like the dude is literally like at this point like sure maybe his honor got him in the situation, but the dude is stuck at this point. Mm. Yeah. Poor Ned. <laughs> also, I like a big old baby. Yeah, I like that Robert actually calls the Lannisters yellow-haired shits. So it's it's canon that that's yeah. what they are. And he also gives a, we'll talk when I return. Which is like oh, the yeah. third or fourth at this point, and no one ever returns. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. And he leaves Ned in the bed with his hurt leggy. So, yep. wh- what's next from here? Um... Daenerys is trying to scramble her dragon. Scramble. It, it, she's not staring into the distance. She's staring into the egg. That's as we doing literally here. what yeah. I had written down. <laughs> <laughs> All I have is Danny is staring at the eggs and charcoal is a bastard fuel. Yeah. <laughs> and a weird thing is, I think George R. R. Martin or someone like involved in the creation of A Song of Ice and Fire went on record as saying this, that it's... There's... Uh, sp- spoilers... There's a whole thing that, like, tar- fire cannot kill the dragon or whatever. But the later event, he was like, that was just a freak accident. Like, that was basically magic. Yeah. Targaryens yeah. are not immune to fire. They've died to fire plenty of times before, but for some reason... That's one of Baby's big notes in this episode. Yeah. Is that, like, in this episode alone, there are multiple, like, hints that, oh, Targaryens are totally immune to fire. And it's like, no, they're fucking not. Yeah. 
but like probably the majority of at least show fans and probably mm-hmm. even a lot of book fans like think didn't up, a tar- like, some Targaryen die from eating fire like sure. yeah some Targaryen <laughs> king tried to eat wildfire <laughs> and it was like don't worry I'll be super strong like a dragon and just exploded I mean, it sounds like something one of them would do yeah yeah <laughs> It's like how, like, the, like Ned Stark isn't, like, he could still freeze to death, but, like, he's still in Winterfell, and it's really cold, and he's naked, and he's like, this is fine, and Catelyn's like, no, it's not, because mm-hmm. I'm a normal person. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he could still, yeah. He's not immune to cold, he just lives in it. Yeah. Like, Targaryens aren't actually dragons, though. It's just like, it's like a nice blanket, but if you put on 70 blankets, you'll still get crushed. <laughs> to death by the blankets is my metaphor. Great analogy. Thanks. <laughs> don't don't uh, don't wear 70 blankets. <laughs> the life tips from Post Game of Thrones. This week's episode. Don't wear 70 blankets, specifically. When you're on a blanket, keep it 69. That's what I always <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Uh, jokes on jokes. And that's it. Like, the handmaiden is like, ouchies, and has dragon outlines on her, which is like, kind of sick. Like... Yeah, that's pretty if you're gonna get burned, make it a cool design. True. It kind of look like it kind of looks like when you fall asleep with something like on your face, and you wake up, and you have the imprints on it. Yeah. Yeah. They probably just had her like <laughs> squeeze the egg really hard for ten minutes, and then okay, film it, go quick. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yep. So where from there? Winterfell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bran's looking at a raven, and the raven's like, "Hey, how are you?" And that's it. Yeah. And, then he wakes and this up is and the last time. The crowd of the saddle, which was yeah. Horrible. Which leads to the last time he ever has fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, yeah and even then, Theon is like, hey, hey, Rob, you should go tell him that your dad's fucked up and that all of his guards are yeah. dead. Hey, and you know what you, you should do? Tell him his dad died, the guard's dead, and go to war. Like, all Theon ever wants to do besides have sex is lose at war. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> He's a silly little bitch. It's his bread and butter. Uh-huh. And I forgot that uh, this happened so early. Like, I guess it's over halfway through the first season, but I didn't realize it was still in season one where Asha shows up. And like, what were what was this group trying to do? They were trying to get south. Okay, I wrote it down because like, I, you know, they mentioned something about trying to get to Dorne, which I didn't remember. I don't remember the first yeah. time I watched it. Yeah. They're go- they said they're going like as south as south goes because there's no White Walkers. Yeah. And this is the scene that kind of hooked me and was like, oh shit. <laughs> because she, uh, Asha, who was doing a really great Bellatrix impression at this mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. um, was like, Benjen Stark's own blood. Think of what Mance would give us. And like, what? That's a huge fucking line. Yeah. And it never comes up again. Uh-huh. Those are those are big implications. And like, I, I even it even made me go look up uh, what happened in the in the books, and it's actually fairly similar. And there's actually a whole theory that one of the dudes is with them was with Benjen's ranging party, apparently, mm-hmm. and they just deserted because they were like, "Oh shit, White Walkers later, Benjen, I'm out." Mm-hmm. So, huh. so that's a yeah, big deal. Cool. And like, I just totally like, I was just like, "Oh yeah, Asha, the wildly one, mm-hmm. yeah. who is, is now a friend." Like, eh. and this this dude, like wildling guy. I thought they're supposed to be like good hunters or something. He just roughs Bran's leg up so bad, like he missed that that uh, leather strap big time and just digs right into him yeah. for no reason. 
there is he didn't have to go that far. True. And I I do like how the wildling conveniently waits for like a sick camera angle for uh, Rob to cut his neck all open. Oh yeah. Like he waited to charge until the camera guy was in perfect position. He's like, okay, here we go, and then <laughs> to get his neck all out on HBO. I mean, you gotta have some gore because there wasn't a whole lot of like booby or anything in this episode, so you gotta. You make saw it awesome. you saw there was a little uh, there was a quick flash of the V giant. True. But, true. But yeah, other than there that, was. which was like in the most just superfluous scene imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like we, I, I just, our, we didn't meet our badge quota this week, so I just love the thought of Theon just being like, "Please let me see it one more time." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes of the entire series. Now <laughs> but before we get there. Uh, yeah. Me and Kim noticed this as it was happening. There's just, like, it's a trend with all the fights in this show, but there are just so many camera cuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, course. every time you hear a clang, you're watching from a different angle. And I'm not a cinematography, but, like, if it's noticeable, then it's probably not that great. Yeah. It's like in wrestling, when whenever there's a strike that makes contact, they switch as soon as the contact is made so you can't see how hokey it looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like then, like once you notice that, it's like, oh my god, it's fucking ruined forever. Oh, to get to get our wrestling uh, reference quota up, oh, I wrote down that Cersei no Cersei no sold the slap. She did. Yeah. Okay, we're done. And she's fucking going over. One more thing about this scene. Uh-huh. Um, Besides the fact that Theon saved the day and everybody... Yeah, he, act- <laughs> like, he actually did something. I know, and it was pretty chill of him to come in and help after getting completely roasted. Like, like apparently all that they do is practice archery, so why is Rob <laughs> so worried that he's going to miss? Yeah. He's really That's- been doing that for basically like the whole... Like, they wake up, they eat breakfast, they do archery for 12 hours, and then they go to bed. Mm. <laughs> You're gonna miss. Like we spent the whole. Sh- if Theon wasn't having sex or being roasted, he was shooting arrows at the bullseye, <laughs> like shooting the arrows through each other in the center. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he miss? Honestly. But anyway. In, in, I've talked about this in an earlier episode, but, uh, but to me, the world feels. I don't know how a better way to put it. But the world feels smaller in later seasons, even though we're going to like more places because. It just feels like in later seasons they just focus on the quote-unquote people who matter mm-hmm. and, like, the big players in the show where, like, in season one, at least to me, there's a sense of dread every time somebody's just, like, in the woods because it's like, oh, shit, the mountain clans could be here and all of these... And, like, or, like, oh, the small folk could be coming. But, like, there's less, there's less and less of that as time goes on, which is weird because that's, like, entirely what the books are trying to counteract, that, like, only the highborn people matter. Mm-hmm. But, like, if, like, Tyrion and whoever the fuck he's going to have a road trip with in season six are, like, walking <laughs> through the woods, I'm not going to feel any... any Yeah, especially early on, it. like, the whole thing, it, like, the two things people know about Game of Thrones is, like, wow, everyone dies and there's lots of sex. But early on is, like, it felt like anyone could die because the world was dangerous, not just the people. And now... Yeah, yeah. But even though it was mostly people, but now it's just, like, oh, people have to die because it's Game of Thrones, you know? True. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of that scene. <laughs> so what happens? We go to the Eyrie with Tyrion. Yeah. He is sleeping. There's no way anyone would ever be able to sleep there. Oh, dude, he was rolling like, and that's that's. 
immediately in my brain it's like, oh, if you fucking roll, you're dead, and I roll, and I sleep all the uh-huh. time. But Mord is not fucking having it, because no gold. No gold. He's just not fucking having it, dude. <laughs> not for a second. Isn't that, like, at fir- the first time we go, that's all that happens? He just, like, beats him with the yeah. little stick and runs out, and that's it? Yeah, and Tyrion cat steps away from him, and that's pretty much the entire scene. <laughs> It's just this jaunty little jig and away from it. Is... Wish he had somersaulted away. Yeah, if only. <laughs> In a perfect world. Um, I'm gonna get to it more when we get to like the big eerie scene this episode. Uh-huh. But this was like a preview of the thing that made me really fucking mad on a rewatch. Mm. That like Tyrion, what the fuck is his plan? He just, he's just fucking around, and he's like, Mord, come in! And then, like, he just gets beaten, and that's it. Like, he just lucks his way into a great plan eventually in this episode, but there are, like, ten random fucking things that he does for no reason. Yeah, really. Where it's led to believe Tyrion that he's very smart, and he's, like, a trickster, and he knows how to manipulate people. Not even, but just that he's very smart. And he's just like, hey, uh, come, come get me, get me out of here. Yeah, he's, he's comedy character as hell, right? He really is. Still. He he actually even has legitimate comedy lines later. Like, he's yeah. telling jokes. Oh my god, yeah. don't get me started. Oh my god. Which, like, was in the books, but still. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, we go back to King's, King's Landing for a bit for the return of the cinnamon roll. Yes. Who was just in full Serial Pharrell soundboard mode. The scene. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah, and I noticed... <laughs> I, I noticed that, like... I finally have, in my own, like, fandom, I finally have my own Luke, Luke I Am Your Father thing. Because mm-hmm. everybody quotes that one line as, what do we say to the god of death? Not mm-hmm. today. But he doesn't say that. He just says, and, and what do we say to death or something like yeah. that? Yeah. It's an off quote. It is. So fuck you if you say it the wrong he's, way. He's, it's, I think it's something like, there is only one god, and his name is death. And what do we say to death? Not today. Yeah. Something like that. But he also gets his, like... What is he, like, quiet as a... Like, sneaky as a yeah, snake. Yeah, some of those in. All those, and... Just those. Definitely. A lot of just those. Yeah. He was very, he was very anime role model in this episode, which I appreciate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really was. And there were a lot of parallels to her mentor in season five, where there was just a scene of her being frustrated and him hitting her to make her angrier. Mm-hmm. That, like, that happens repeatedly with her mentors, and it's a real weird thing that keeps happening, but it keeps happening. Yeah. And the best thing about it, though, is that every time he hit her, it just looked like such the lightest tap, and she was getting so angry because of it. Like, it didn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you're sitting with your little sister in the back seat, and she's, like, poking you, and it's the most mm, Yeah. I'd like to have seen him just kind of dangling, just kind of holding the sword out, just, like, not touching her quite, and she's like, touch me, he's touching me, he's like, not touching you. I'm not stabbing you right now. And then, uh, from here, from this, like, just joyous wooden sword man. We cut to Daenerys eating a giant horse heart. Yep. And Drogo has a huge. Drogo is just living it up. It. Yeah. <laughs> he says, "You are you guys are you guys fucking seeing this? This is sick." <laughs> and I read something that uh, for this scene, it was just basically a giant gummy heart. And she, yeah, she hated, she hated it. it. She was legitimately not like trying not to throw up. So all that was legit. Wow. But the thing is, uh, 
what's it, uh, Jorah, he's, is he, what, is, he's explaining this to Viserys, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, she yeah. has to eat the whole thing, or they won't respect, like, at this point, you could just make up Dothraki things, and say that it's tradition. Or she can't get into the throne of the silver monkey. Yeah. <laughs> like, Viserys, she must assemble the monkey in three pieces. The legs, the chest, and the head. But be careful for the temple. Be careful, but luckily, she, uh, on her wedding day, she was gifted two medallions, which she can use, like, ah, oh, okay, Dothraki are weird. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no one likes me! The entire the entire yeah. party thing just kind of turns into Footloose, and he's John Lithgow over there. <laughs> just hating it. He is John Lithgow. <laughs> he is. He's just sitting there scowling and being mad, being the type of person who wouldn't tip. <laughs> write like a mean note on the receipt about how he doesn't owe them anything, and so he yeah, it, he, they they, they, they have this like. Do. They have this fancy feast, and he writes on the tip like, "I don't eat horse." <laughs> Just, I am, I am a dragon. And he goes to steal the eggs in the most obvious way. Like, he- oh my god! <laughs> there's not, there's not a plan in that either. He's just like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go take the eggs out in the open." And then, uh, what do I keep forgetting his name? The guy, Jorah. Jorah. Yeah, he's like, "What are you going to do with those eggs?" In his stupid Jorah voice, he's like, "Sell them okay. for uh." A boat and uh, <laughs> and an army, but but you you already have an and army. a bigger army. Oh, this is just full, an episode full of people not like just trying to come up with plans that make no sense. Yeah, <laughs> like what was his end goal? I'm just gonna take the eggs and walk out. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> or is he just gonna hide them and continue to stay just with the group? More foolishness, mm. more buffoonery. And he gave up so quickly. Like, he later demonstrates that he doesn't care about shedding blood on this holy ground, but he had a sword. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? He realistically couldn't oh, take Jorah, but... Jorah sound. What? We... Jorah sounds just like a Dragon Ball Z narrator. Oh my I, god. I, I rewound it, like, three times. Mm-hmm. He goes... Don't let them catch you carrying a sword in Baeus Dothrak. <laughs> and that's a shitty impression of the DBZ announcer. But go back, and I swear, I listened to it three I barely watched it. Next time on Dothraki Z! And that's how I learned about the cell stuff. Yeah. Now I need to go check it out. It's, it's like, up next. It's appropriate, because he's carrying around The 1920s version of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh my god. I just it's like the way he says Vea Stothrak. I did noticing a lot of that. <laughs> that uh have you ever seen Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox yeah. movie? You know how in that movie they're constantly just like, I'm Dewey Cox's girlfriend and I'm twelve years old Or like they meet a celebrity and it's a terrible impression and they're like, Oh, it's very nice to meet you here, Paul McCartney yeah. Which is one of my favorite jokes just throughout the movie. It's a great joke. But they really do that. In the show, they're like, "Oh, welcome to the Eerie, where John Aaron used to live. He was the hand of the king. Did you know yeah. that? Like, they're just constantly doing that, and like, that's all I can think of every time. Yeah, is that it's a goof, but it's not. <laughs> and I mean, I guess there's people who aren't like super into it, like us. But fuck them. Honestly. I mean, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this this whole episode, um. I feel 
problematic even saying this, mm-hmm. but like I on the second go around, I, I I felt some degree of sympathy for Viserys. And it started here when he was talking about how like he carried the whole dynasty on his back when he was five and how he never received any love and it's mm-hmm. like you're not wrong, you're just an asshole. Yeah, like, you probably don't deserve to be king, but yeah, some like, bad stuff happened to you. I get it. Yeah. It's like when you know that, when you've read, I, I don't think it even comes up in the show, but like in the books when he talks about, like, he had to sell his dead mom's crown just to feed him and Danny. Yeah. And like, so it's, so his anger isn't justified, but it's still cool to know that it comes from somewhere rather than just like Ramsey where it's like, ooh, he's a kooky sociopath, so spooky. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's an asshole, but there's reasons for it. Yeah. Which doesn't make him justified, but... And I I don't know his actor's name, but he did a really good job delivering those lines. Oh, he was fucking Something Lloyd. Yeah. Shouts out to Harry Harry Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. So Viserys is like, you can have my sister's eggs, but I want my sister's other eggs. He's like, or do you want them? Oh. I don't care. See you later. I'm out. And then we get the fucking softball of the cinch when he was like, does loyalty mean nothing to you? And he's like, it means everything to me. And then he says, and yet here you stand. And then Jorah's like, he looks on his fucking sigil and he's like, oh my god, those are my words, those are my words, those are my words. <laughs> and yet here I stand. Dun, 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 dun. Like, they could have ended the episode right fucking there. Mm. It would have to be a dramatic was... close-up into Jorah's face and then, and then it would end. That was some premium Mormon. Yeah. Prime Mormon. <laughs> 24 carat. Uh, and we go back to the Eerie after this. And I forget how much of season one is Tyrion just being, like, dragged around places. Yeah. Like, he was... He went to the Wall. He went to Winterfell. And that since then, he's just been, like, trapped or kid- kidnapped or just in a cell. Yeah, pretty true. And uh, he goes for his... uh. He's like, oh, I wish to confess. And we get the very first uh, Tyrion Gambit. Yeah. Which is confess for something that you know they're not, they don't care about, and then demand trial by combat. Yeah, she's like, and you wish to confess your guilt. And he's like, I'm guilty of being a dwarf. Yeah. I made the bald man cry. Oh, look. Yes. What the fuck is his fucking plan? <laughs> He was like, alright. <laughs> I have a fucking pie chart. Uh-huh. Or a fucking. Like, I have. Oh, it makes me so mad. Okay. Alright, so he gets put in a sky cell. Mm-hmm. So instead of waiting it out until, like, Jamie gets word and comes to save him and shit, he demands to be let out to confess. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to wave his dick around. Mm-hmm. So he's almost executed for that. Then he demands a trial, which is clearly going to be biased, and Robin almost kills him on the spot. Mm-hmm. He demands a trial by combat for some reason, and Vardis almost kills him on the spot. Mm. So then he demands a trial by combat, which almost fails because his request is denied, and then Bronn is just like, well, I guess I'll fucking do it, and it all works out. Yeah. What the fuck was he thinking? <laughs> Seriously. And I, you know, I noticed that mostly, I guess, a little later in the next series scene, which I guess I can talk about then, but it's like, he just kind of acts like it's the entire thing where he's getting dragged around is more of an inconvenience than anything else. And I'm like, what else are you going to do? Just whore around and... I mean, which I'd rather do anyway, but... Mm -hmm. (laughs) But The whole thing, it seems like... Like, this did happen in the book, too. Yeah, this happens in the book, too. 
so I don't know, like, if it's handled exactly the same way, but maybe in the book he's, like, actually kind of afraid or worried about it. But here, he's like, I don't care, I'm Tyrion, I'll be fine. Like, in the show, you know? Like, I'm gonna go tell some goofs. Yeah, he fucking, oh my god, (laughs) he just went, he was like, I can, I confess my guilt because I made my, I, hey, I know your eight-year-old son is, is here, but I made my sister eat my cum. (laughs) And, uh, I milked the eel. And then she's like, that's, that's quite enough, Tyrion. Mm -hmm. And then she, he's like, is this how justice is? <laughs> yeah. oh, what did I do to deserve this? You just hate me. Because because I must be some kind of dwarf. You were just talking about jerking off in soup in front of, like, the entire royal court. Yeah. And everyone's just gonna be like, alright, whatever. Like, you're, you're an asshole, dude. Yeah. Like, there are consequences. Yeah. It's like, oh, fucking First Amendment, freedom of speech. Yeah. Like, no, no, no consequences. And then, I like how, like, even though it is, she is being biased, uh, Lysa, like, she's portrayed as the bad guy for being like, no! Like, you just made a mockery of, you want, you say you want justice, and you come out and talk about jerking your, your gherkin. Like, no, I'm gonna throw you down the big hole. Like, deal with it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'd also like to note, um, Show Catelyn fucking sucks here. Mm-hmm. Why? Because also, at my first note is, what is Show Catelyn thinking before exclamation point? Mm-hmm. Because, and don't worry, it's not like this in the book, yeah. but like, tossing Tyrion out the moon door in a clearly biased trial will clearly lead to open war. Yeah. Like, as if this why wouldn't this, already. Want that? And like, okay, in the books, I, like, I looked it up, and like, there's a whole chapter of her trying to convince Lysa against executing Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Like, she has multiple attempts to be like, he's my prisoner, like, seriously, we cannot do this. Mm-hmm. But in the show, Lysa is, like, unsure about it, and she, like, make, makes eye contact with Kat, and she's like, uh, my maternal uterus is clowning my mind, mm-hmm. and I guess you should do it, because I'm a woman and I can't think. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, God, like, why do you hate Like, like what? Even if, let's just say, Tyrion had a trial. He was found guilty and thrown out the the, the hole. Like, what did Catelyn think would happen? Would the Lannisters just be like, "Well, he was guilty"? Yeah, like she I guess your she fucking found him. Guilty. She kidnapped him. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, like it's a farce. Yeah. How did how did she think this is gonna be? I don't know. No one is thinking anything through. Which I guess is yeah. like okay. Because, like, in times of, like, of confusion and, like, when you're controlled by your emotional reaction, like, that seems like something someone could do, but it's portrayed as if everyone knows what they're doing. You know? That's how I feel about it. But meanwhile, just all making terrible decisions. And even, like, Lysa is like, any of my knights can beat a common sellsword like Bronn, and it's like, his name is fucking Bronn! (laughs) How are you not getting the significance of brains and Bronn? And it's like, <laughs> if you can't understand the significance of names like Bronn, uh-huh. then you must be Aaron. Uh-huh. Do you, to, like, to Aaron, uh-huh. and, like, to Aaron's human, you get it. Fuck we got anything you. else on the scene? Not no, anymore. I do, actually. I mean, all of this uh, kind of makes sense when you consider that the entire Aries seems to be in the sixth grade judging by the way they all <laughs> gasp when Tyrion goes tits. Like... Yeah. Then it adds up. Then and only then. <laughs> but... Anyway... I wish I had... I, 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 I did have another thing to say. I just wanted to say that this is uh, the beginning of Tyrion always being right. Like, no matter what yeah. 
he's up against, or even if he's wrong, he's always just Tyrion is the one you should be rooting for. Like, it's clear he's one of the favorites of the creators already. Yeah. It's hard, like, one of the... Like, alright, I'll throw D&D a bone here. Like, one of the reasons why it could be hard to adapt is because in the book you have the benefit of, like, certain things being from Tyrion's perspective, so as long as you're, like, reading intently, you're like, okay... Through the lens of Tyrion, I see why he's justified, but objectively, he's still an asshole. Mm-hmm. But, like, we don't... In, it's kind of like the same with Daenerys, but, like, I feel like with the objective lens of the show, they're just kind of taking it in such a way that that takes away that ambiguity. Yeah. And, like... But, it, I mean, it, w- it would be hard to, to portray it. Mm-hmm. Not impossible. Like, they should have fucking done it better. <laughs> but, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. They're pieces of shit. But... And like, so yeah, I, I quote, I giant air quotes understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like a, I don't know, it's acceptable, I guess. It's not, it's not appreciated. Yeah, it's acceptable. Yeah, it's certainly not appreciated. <laughs> it's like shrugging and doing okay, but while wincing, like. Eh. Yeah. 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 It's like this. This is fine. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is fine. And. uh... Then what happens? We go hunting, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then and Renly, Robert's like... Yeah, Renly just kind of rolls his eyes the entire time and... <laughs> I, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> D&D's Renly boner is so strong here. Oh my god. He makes like this valiant, heroic stand about how in war people fought against themselves and people died and it's awful and I'm gonna... And there's more to be than, be, than, me, than being gay, apparently. And then he storms off hates war and he's such a good guy and he's so much better than Stannis who's a lobster mm-hmm. and it's like ah fuck you but I just want to point out there's a scene like a quick cut in the scene where Robert he's talking like oh we used to I used to do it with a girl from all the kingdoms and we'd call yeah. it doing the seven or whatever and Make there's the eight. The there, eight. yeah and there's a brief cut to Barristan's face and he looks like he's so happy about it like he's just so cool to be with this banter right now. <laughs> He's like, ah, I remember fondly. Like, what? I don't, it was, and it's it's so quick, I didn't even see it, and Kim's just like, oh my god, did you see that? I was like, what? She's like, Barristan's face! <laughs> like, uh, no, let's yeah. rewind. Because, like, the first time I watched the show, I didn't know who any of these people with Robert were, because mm-hmm. I guess I just wasn't that intent of a watcher mm-hmm. yet. But I was just like, oh, Robert's with his friends. Like, none of that Yeah, was, and the weird thing is after, were... like, immediately after that, Barristan just seems, like, annoyed. Like, he's just like, oh, whatever, out with the king, this is gonna happen, you know? Yeah, like, I didn't really know Barristan on my first watch until he got, spoilers, dismissed from the Kingsguard. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. I just also want to point out Lancel's party city wig. Lancel has the worst, like, we give Tyrion some shit. Uh-huh. Lancel looks like he is literally like on his way to baby's first renaissance. <laughs> he searched Amazon for medieval hair and yeah. <laughs> just plopped it on sideways and he he's off like for the he hunt. He did the Amazon search for that entire costume. He's got like the... Doesn't he have like a big hat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He has like a feathered cap. He has like a, a plastic harp he's carrying along. It's like Robert dressed him. <laughs> you'll wear the hat and you'll like it. Oh, Lancel, you're such a bore. You're killing me. Joke. Damn, I 
So, and then uh, Robert gets mad, and Lancel gives him more wine. Yeah. Nothing to see there. Uh, then we go back to, like, the throne room, yeah. where Ned is... Yeah, we're gonna look at the small folk. And it was immediately after Renny's like, Do you ever think of the small folk and their problems? Cut to the small folk complaining about their problems. And the small council's like, Ned, you're caring too much about the small folks. Yeah. (laughs) But they're like, Oh, uh, our town was raided and all they left was this. And Ned's like, Oh, what is it? And he empties the biggest bag of fish and guts. Like, first off, how did no one smell this before? Because as soon yeah. as he dumps it, everyone's like, ooh! Like, he's had it with them all day, probably. Yeah. And he's just been carrying fish! My favorite part of that is how Littlefinger immediately kind of leans over and he's like, hey, Ned, a cold fish. That reminds me of your wife. And then, like, smiles at him. He does it. He goes, dead fish. Isn't that a fish? Isn't that this? Oh, wait, I have to do my Littlefinger voice. A dead fish. Isn't that the sigil of your <laughs> your lady wife's house? The t- the Tullys. I'm going to head. fuck your wife. <laughs> and Ned's just like, ugh. Like, he puts his head in his hands. Like, this guy, what are we going to do with him? It's like, dismiss him. You're the hand of the Exactly. He's just like... So, he's like, oh, it was the, the mountain... The That must be the mountains. And Littlefinger's like, what are you going to do, Ned? Are you going to be a pussy? <laughs> and Ned's like, he... This is the definition of doing too much. Oh, yeah. He's like, in the name of Robert Baratheon! First, the whole thing. You, Beric Dondarrion... Who just out of nowhere? Yeah, yeah. Like has never been mentioned before. Go kill the mountain. I notice. Mm-hmm. I noticed how different that Beric looked. So I looked him up and like he was recast, but that totally like makes. Sense. Okay, it was a different her. guy. Yeah, yeah. Kim asked about that too, and I was like, I don't know. Maybe he just looks bad later because he's like dead a lot. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I don't like, I don't really care for the casting of Beric in the show, mm-hmm. but like it works when you see the first guy. Yeah. And, like, it's not like the mountain where it's like, let's pretend this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The guy in this episode, I was like, Gee, how, I didn't remember him looking so much like Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse. But, <laughs> yeah, he looked just like Isaac Brock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was weird. <laughs> and then he, Ned, like, I'm gonna kill them, bring them out to the justice, and have Tywin come here and stand for his crimes. And then immediately after Littlefinger's like, don't you think that's a bit too much to do, Eddard Stark of the House Stark? (laughs) Like, after just telling him to do it. I know. Like, that's... (laughs) He's... Again, he's supposed to be a mastermind, and basically his plan comes down to, I dare you. Yeah. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Trusting me was the worst thing you've ever done. Night Stark. (laughs) And then what? <laughs> That's it uh, right? for that scene. Pretty much just yeah. the little finger being not suspicious, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And like Pycelle being flustered over nothing. He's just always like, oh, <laughs> I, I, the mountain. <laughs> like he's, I don't think he's ever said a sentence without doing this. <laughs> <laughs> he was get. He was too into his character. Yeah, yeah that's all. And then uh, we go back. To the Eerie for Tyrion's trial by combat. It's the second episode in a row where a captain of a household guard gets the shit stabbed out of him. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was like one of the better fights in the show. 
Yeah, I liked it. In terms of the stuff that happened and how it was actually shot, like, you could actually see things happening? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my very first note like, for this scene is Braun just chucking ahead. a guy. Yeah, like <laughs> some old man. Shield. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it actually, like, doesn't beat you over the head with this strategy, but it's clear what it is if you're looking for it. Uh-huh. And they're just, like, hire out the guy in the heavy armor. Yeah. And, and like, but it's not, like, like, I... I feel like in season five, Tyrion would have been like, "Oh, he's trying to tire him out because he has heavy armor, and Bronn does not have heavy." armor. D- don't they actually say that in the big fight? Do they? I think he's like he dresses like like he's not wearing any armor, and like it's so he can be nimble and quick like a oh, viper. Oh, in the season four fight. Yeah, I think they actually say that. Yep. Yeah, because because Tyrion's like, "Don't you want to wear like a helmet?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just wear my normal garb, but with, like, a helmet with yeah. the eyes cut out. That'll help. Yeah, Yeah, this guy gets... I will... Okay, go ahead. I will say that, like, I'm kind of... I'm I'm down on Tyrion a lot, for those of you who are just tuning in. <laughs> but he's he's kind of delightful here to me. Like, he was... When he was on his way out, like, he was politely bowing to the yeah. captors and was like, geez. Yeah. Like, it was... I, I really enjoyed it. Because he wasn't like, ah, gotcha, fucks. He's just like, give me my money, Alanister debts, I'm out. Me and my bro. He just, yeah, just seems nice like he had been inconvenienced and now he's going to be on his way. Yeah. Which just... Like, I have like, better I, things to do than fight for my life. I'm going to go climb down my fucking Mount Everest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, But this guy, like, so it's the name Servardus. He gets yeah. double killed. He gets fatalityed into the stage fatality. Like he gets resurrected by the Lord of Light. Yeah, through the moon door. And I guess we do get that like good brawn line. You fight with no honor. Yeah. No, you did. They should have just had a big graphic. It should have said Game of Thrones. Like <laughs> yeah. right after he says that. Vardis fought honorably. Vardis fought nobly. Vardis died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then I just have a oh oh my god we get to the actual best scene in the show yeah I was I, I was waiting for this since we first started like I didn't remember oh. when it was but I was just so yes. happy it's just uh, Sansa like and the Scepter are doing like knitting or whatever yeah and the Scepter she's just like oh so you do your hair like a southern girl now she's like yeah whatever like my mom's a southern girl don't you know that it, she's fucking ice cold the whole <laughs> scene <laughs> It's like, I'm not only a Stark, I'm a Tully too, God. Oh, okay, um, so what about this? I don't care about that. And then we, 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 whatever, we're just putting it off. We get to the best part. She's like, why don't you tell me about your life? Well, I'm from a little... I was the, I was a highborn... Uh, Oh, wait. Oh, oh, wait, I just realized... I don't care. Oh! Oh! Like, that's the, that's... I think... <laughs> I think that's the sickest burn of the episode because there was absolutely no reason for it. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> I don't even remember Septimordain after this episode, so I think he's <laughs> this like it's true because then Joffrey comes in and you don't see her for the rest of the scene. I think she just waded into the ocean, never <laughs> She just n- turned into dust and blew off into the <laughs> wind because she warged into the wind and never Yeah, There is Oh my god. Like, I bet this made... And probably me, the first time watching it, too, I was like, wow, that was really mean. Why did Sansa say that? Like, I don't care. It was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> She's like the best. I could, I could see, like, shitty people who watch the show and are like, feminine women. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Fuck Skylar White. Yeah. But, like, 
Oh, yeah, it's too good. And then Joffrey comes in wearing a fedora, and he's like, "Milady, <laughs> I have acted most unethically in my my prior transgressions." Like, okay, I haven't been a proper gentle. Sir. Yeah. Like, okay, you don't sound like your mom is making you apologize. All. Yeah, <laughs> he had his script written on his hand. He's like, "Ah." Oh, yeah. It even sounds like it's just like the one your mom has. He's like, "Yeah, I didn't fucking see." Yeah. <laughs> Where do you think I got it from? I'm like 12. Like, come on. And then I just like the idea of them making out right in front of the Septa if she's still alive. <laughs> yeah, that's that scene. Joffrey saying, like, the Septa getting destroyed and Joffrey being like, I was very wrong. Can you forgive me? Sure. Like, I think... Like, I'm pretty sure Bran killed Old Man at some point. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that Septimordan is also dead. Yeah. Wow. In this world, yeah, characters do die in the show. Yeah, the Starks are stone cold. <laughs> I actually, I know she's dead. I know Mordain is dead because Joffrey beheaded her. At the same time, well, we don't know. Like as soon as that was actually as soon as those that bird like drifted through her ears, her head just fell off. <laughs> and Joffrey's much. like, we got to do something with this <laughs> decoration. There we go. Yeah, and then I just have here for the next scene in Winterfell more vagina exposition. Yep, that, that's all I have. Because <laughs> what is she saying? She's like, "There's nothing for me here. I have to go to King's Landing, where the royalty lives." As if like yeah. we didn't know. And then Theon says, "It's kind of similar to like to their relationship, at least because it is it is a show only relationship. Mm-hmm. And, like it's it's kind of similar to way, the way that Tyrion and Shay should be." From an objective lens, like Shay was never quite so playfully open about like I'm only doing this for the money and you have a small thing. <laughs> but like, but it, it it was a lot. It was a lot to me at least. It was a lot less ambiguous in the books that like she is doing her job. Yeah, and like you're letting your dick blind you here. Mm-hmm. Buddy. Even though she's probably like okay with you, like she's not gonna marry you. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, Vion was like kind of. Like he was, he was a shithead, but he was also kind of vulnerable here, because mm-hmm. like he he admitted pretty earnestly that he would miss her, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, he doesn't. He has no friends. Me. Yeah, yeah, and, he was, and like even she shits on him constantly. He was he was prime like, pitiful Theon, which I love. <laughs> he, oh yeah, yeah, it's the best. Love when he's pitiful. And that's that. Love that Theon. And then what happens is like Ned. He goes back. So we, then we go back to King's Landing. And Ned, he's like, yeah. what does he tell? He's Arya and Sansa. He's like, we have to go home to Winterfell. Yeah, and then Ned's like, Sansa, I'll marry you to someone strong and brave and gentle. And Sansa's like, I don't want someone strong and brave and gentle. <laughs> I want Jasmine. Yeah. And Ned and Arya make eye contact and like both laugh. Arya is so good in this scene. Because uh, like, it's like as soon as Ned works in, he's like, listen, we have to go back to Winterfell. And Arya's like, are you dying? Yeah. She's just such, like, a kid. And it's just so nice to see. Yeah. Like, she wasn't even, like, regular little kid scared about it. Like, she was kind of, She seemed almost... Yeah, she's like, she's like this is like, awesome. Yeah. And and I just, like, she's like, I, I, don't, I want to... We're gonna marry and we'll have beautiful children. And I just go, seven hells. Like, yeah. <laughs> so good. Like, there's a difference between kind of comedic relief and just telling jokes like Tyrion. And that was, right. like... Really good for the scene, I thought. Yeah. Man, Ned is the worst detective of all time. Mm-hmm. 
He really is. He needs like fifty thousand hints. And then finally, the dramatic. And, music and the weird thing is, he was kind. He was like on the tr- like. What was he thinking then? Like, how did he just come to this? Like, he's visiting all of Robert's bastards. He's like, hmm, black hair. Okay, black hair. Okay, it looks just like Robert. Okay, what could it mean? Like, really, it took Stances to saying children with beautiful blonde hair for him to be. Even then, it, it took him reading like an entire page aloud to him. Yeah. <laughs> black of hair. Black of hair. Black of hair, golden hair. That's non-black of hair. Hmm. <laughs> golden hair. What could it mean? End of scene. <laughs> he still doesn't know. Yeah. I I do like. Well, he he must have skipped over a bunch of them, but I do like how he started with Oris Baratheon, yeah. who was the original. I don't know. Yeah. It just so on, on the show there were only like four Baratheons. Yeah, it was like Oris and then Robert. <laughs> and that's it. We skipped like 800 years, but whatever. Just reference it for the book readers, and then we'll move on. So yeah, as with most poor decisions on the show, Viserys is super drunk, and he's gonna stab that fetus. I didn't remember him being drunk, so when he came in all yelling and everything, yeah. I was so glad. Oh my god. So just goes to show you that every time you break edge... Mm-hmm. Nothing good is gonna come of it. That's what I'm talking yep. about. And I just wrote here, haha, time for the best scene in the show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, everyone here is so good except Daenerys because all she has to do is stare. Yeah. But. <laughs> he's like, I want my army! Drogo! Where's my army, Drogo? Like, swinging his sword around. Yeah. He's so good in the scene. He is wonderful. But I do like the, uh... Like, Cal Drogo... I, I guess it's just the Dothraki, but their ability to speak English is in direct correlation to how sick the burn they're about to lay down is. That's so true. Yeah, yeah Drogo, like, only knows enough to burn. Because, like, there was that other guy that he's like, you walk. And then he's like, I am a king of Westeros. And Drogo goes, you are no king. Like, but he needs a translator for the rest of the shit he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's like, I'm gonna cut that baby out of you and put it on the fire, and I'm gonna be a king. You can't shed blood on their holy land. And then he probably says something shitty. And then, uh, we get the awesome shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that good guy. Never mind that shit. I don't remember, I don't know how I knew this, or even if I'm saying the exact word, but I just remembered phonetically that when Drogo gives the orders to, like, grab him, he goes, Good am I? Like, <laughs> I don't know how I remember that, and I, I said it before. Wow. Like, I said it at the same time as Cal Drogo, and Kim's like, how the fuck did you know that? <laughs> I'm just like, this is a, it's a good show. Because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I've been wanting to pick up those, like, Dothraki translating things you can get from, like, Barnes and Noble. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just learn, uh, like, ten words, like, I know in Spanish. Even though I should be yeah. fluent. Like, I'm, I know, at this point, I know more Dothraki than I do of, like, my native tongue. <laughs> but, look. I, I kind of felt bad for him, almost. Yeah, when he started saying Danny, which we, I don't think we'd ever heard him, like, saying an affectionate pet <laughs> uh-huh. name. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's his sister. And even that, even before that, he's like, he says you'll have your army. He's just like, oh, that's all I wanted. Like, that's all I wanted, oh. yeah. 
And people are gonna, sh- people have talked shit about like, gold can't melt that fast. He wouldn't die that way. Whatever, listen to this. It fucking ruled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, who cares? It takes me like five minutes to boil like a thing of ramen. Uh-huh. I don't know how that happened. It was like one five like, camera cut away. My dude Cal Drogo takes off his gigantic golden medallion belt, cooks it in a stew pot. He says, a crown for a king. And he pours it on his head to kill him with a metal head. Yeah. Like, that's fucking awesome. Easily. It's real fucking Yeah. yeah. That's not the best fucking death in the entire series. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck a sword. I know. Who gives a shit? Fuck a sword. He, Don't nobody need a sword. He even got, like, the clunk of the metal hitting the ground. Yeah. Thank God. And then, he was no dragon. Fire cannot kill a dragon. Yeah, and it's like, I didn't like that because, at first, because I knew how, like, how that kind of implies, that, like, if you poured molten gold on Danny, she'd be fine, because mm-hmm. she's the real dragon. Mm-hmm. But also because, like, I, I like now that I've examined it, I don't not like it. But I didn't like it at first just because it bothered me how little she cared. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, there's a chapter of the books that it literally like ends with that line, and she's all stone cold about mm-hmm. it. But like, I just I'm like in the books, in the books, mm-hmm. Daenerys like thinks about Viserys a lot after he dies, mm-hmm. and like I I wish that her conflicted feelings were kind of more easily translated. Because, like, at this point, that's kind of, like, besides naming the dragon, spoilers, I guess, there's dragons in the show, um, she, like, she's like, whatever, the only person in my life until, like, six months ago, and the only living blood relative I have, yeah, like, and I'm in a culture that doesn't understand me, and the only one from my own culture wants to fuck me, but whatever, <laughs> guess I'll name a dragon after him and be done with it. See and guys. I feel like he's never even mentioned again yeah. in the show. Yeah. Even in the books, if she's not remembering him fondly, she's like, is like she remembered the days at the house with the red door or whatever with Viserys. Right. You know. Yeah. Like you know, it's been like it's been over a year since I first watched the series, but I feel like they don't even mention him again for the rest of this season, which is like, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they're gonna be writing next episode, and Doran's gonna be like, wasn't somebody else here? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that w- like that would be like too much referencing it. Like it just doesn't yeah. happen. Like, oh, we have an extra horse. That's weird. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, Khaleesi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was this episode. It was a really good one. That was a great one. And I feel like after this, it's like this is when the serious Game of Thrones shit goes down. Like this was the big, yeah. the tipping point of like we're full speed ahead now. Everything's mm-hmm. gonna go gonna go terrible. Not terrible, but of course. How would it be terrible? Anyway. Yeah. And move on. Do you have uh, what should we do first? Should we do questions or should we do your wacky theory? Here's the thing. You don't have one? I do. Okay. Um I came up with it when you were working on your audio because I forgot. Okay. So, there's less textual backing than usual. When has that ever stopped you? Neat. Hold on. Who's, right? who's uh-huh. a warg this week? Warg of the week. Oh, you all believe this <laughs> Who's shit? the mm-hmm. warg of the week? <laughs> Alright. We need theme so music. I... Dun dun dun! Warg <laughs> of the <laughs> week! <laughs> so, um... I do think that there will be textual evidence for this. Um, but there's two books to go. Mm-hmm. So, when the sixth book comes out, listen to this podcast again... And then be like, oh yeah. 
So, um, I imagine we'll see this verified in Robert Strong, which I'll talk about in a second. But um, I think that when it's, this is where you got to kind of go with me a little bit, and then it all makes sense. <sighs> when when the two greatest, it's fine. <laughs> Take, go on a journey with me. Take a closer walk. I'm walking. I'm walking. Thank you. All right. So I think when the two there's only two pairs of footprints on the beach, and they're because it's both of you there, and I'm not. <laughs> there's 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 only one pair and it's because I'm carrying Brooks. Yeah, I'm drowning in the sea. <laughs> yeah, you're just walking out never to return. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so I think when the two greatest fighters of an era fight, the dying loser wargs into the winner, <laughs> passing on his strength and vitality. I okay. I imagine we will see this verified in Robert Strong as here's the like serious season four spoilers, so like uh go forward like three or four minutes if you haven't seen There's it. gonna be eight seasons of this fucking show. Yeah. So uh so the mountain was already really fucking strong. But then uh he killed Oberyn, who was a storied fighter, and then after killing him he ended up even fucking stronger. So and we're gonna find out way more about what Kyburn did in book six. And how he activated Oberyn's powers. So, so that actually wasn't the mountain's final form, is what you're telling me? Yeah, I'm saying, you know like uh, when Cell sucks up the people in his tail? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little DBZ reference it, it, that I learned from Budokai. His goopy tail? Yeah, his goopy tail. Uh-huh. So, okay, so when Robert killed Rhaegar, Rhaegar warged into Robert. Um, right? So, he continues to hate Rhaegar so adamantly because now that their memories are fused, he's seen memories of him and Lyanna getting it on. So, more importantly, he wants all of the Targaryens dead now because if he, if Robert is then killed by, like, Daenerys, then he and Rhaegar will both be transferred into Daenerys. And can you imagine a ruler with the strength of two Targaryens and a Baratheon? I call it two drags, one stag. And I wish fuck you. you. And so, luckily, Ugh. Robert gets killed by a boar. So, is that the end of that? You ask? No, it's not. Because Robert, when he lay dying, warged into the boar, <laughs> and now the boar is now the greatest and strongest fighter in Westerosi history. And what else do we know is out there in the woods? Oh yeah, a huge and unstoppable fucking wolf pack that's being warged into. So, before you say it's fucking crazy. So, in book six, we should see Nymerian's huge fucking wolf pack against the world's strongest boar. Like, Eddie, do you know when the whole locker room empties to try to stop Brock Lesnar? It's gonna be just like fucking that, and it's gonna be great. So please go out and purchase the Winds of Winter. Thanks. You're welcome, Brooks. I was gonna say this was your most ridiculous theory yet, but as soon as I heard world's strongest boar... I was like sucked back right. in, like I, a force just jerked me forward, and I was brought back. It was the hardest phrase that I've ever typed into my keyboard. <laughs> like the W key doesn't work. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, wor- world's strongest boar. Um, Confirmed canon. Later on, I'm gonna have another theory about who Rhaegar worked into when he died. Uh, so yeah, okay. Whatever. One of these is correct. Yeah, the the dragon has three heads. One is Nymeria, one is the boar, and the other is uh, Rhaegar. Why not? Sounds about right. So, we got uh, a couple of questions this week. 
if you want to send in a question or your amazing theory, send it for the, for work of the week, warg of the week. You can send it to uh, postgot at gmail.com or send an ask on our, tum- on our Tumblr, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com. Yeah, send an ask about like two characters and be like, I bet fucking Brooks can't find a textual connection between these people. And Even watch. if he can, he'll make one up. Like, and no, who am I'm not gonna call him out on it. You could be like, on page 674 of A Feast for Crows, and I'll be like, yep, probably. <laughs> like, I'm... Hey, and in A Dance with Dragons, there's a fucking... Okay, so um, book spoilers, sort of, for the fifth book, uh, John Ward's. Um, <laughs> and right before that, fucking his name is, like, Baroque, and he, he's this big fucking wildling dude with a huge fucking boar. That comes, uh, he's a wildling and he comes to the other side of the wall. And John's like, I don't fucking like that guy. And it's because he's a fucking warg and he wargs into his work. But continue. Uh, we got uh, two questions. <laughs> That's literally textual and I forgot about it until right now. We got two questions this week from Tumblr user, Tumblr user, my, I'm trying to, uh, hide my accent. We got two questions this week from Tumblr user, Mecca, Mecca Rebecca. I love your accent, Eddie. Thank- you should be proud of it. Just Thank you. Duty. So, uh, Mecca Rebecca asks, uh, I'm not sure if you've already addressed this in previous episodes, I'm still working my way through, but do you have any commentary on the white savior tones given to Danny in the show? Oh, boy. Do, you, do you feel like this was played better in the books? Do you think there was a way it could have been improved in the show's adaptation? Love listening to the show and all your insights. Four quarters for a cup of coffee. That was me at the end. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Uh-huh. It was seamless. Uh-huh. So, yes, Man. it's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I've been seeing... That's kind of like I maybe what soured me on Daenerys in general uh-huh. when I saw the Misa scene. Yeah. Because that's... Like, I saw that on Twitter this week as a joke about the stone. Yeah, so did I. For Whitewater. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there was a shot of, like, Misa and, like, the hundreds of brown people that they cast as extra just to hold up the white woman. Just to look at And it's like... Oh, and I, so like, bad. I read this question earlier, and I was like, because... It was like an Iggy Azalea comic. So, <laughs> so I was like, I know, like, something similar happens in the books, but uh, I read, like, a synopsis, and it's like, she just rode past them on her white horse, which can just be seen as, like, a knight in shining armor kind of thing. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to look at it, but this is just, like, they lift her up to the heavens, she's crowd surfing on all these brown hands. Yeah. Like... It's literally how the season ends. It is. It's like this big triumphant, like she saved all of the minorities. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, I, re- I remember seeing that, and I was just like, I di- I wasn't like, well, this episode was okay, this season was good. I was just like, that was weird. Yeah. Like it seemed like kind of like a dream, like <laughs> like a white person would have on a mission trip. Yeah. You know. Like I'm going as a white person who has been on mission. Like, trip, I'm going to that. South America, and we're in South America. I'm just gonna help them. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's yeah. super weird. So I, I think that um, the fact that it's from Danny's perspective and, like, she is kind of naive in, in that sense and, like, does does see herself. And, like, she may be, you know, a savior of the realm or whatever. I don't want to see it. But it might happen. But, so I think seeing it, like, from her... The fact that it is subjective and it is a Daenerys chapter where it happens um, makes it less bad, I think, mm-hmm. rather than like the like we talked about the objective lens of the show makes it like oh, 
this is a trope that like D and D don't see a problem. Yeah, with. and it's that that's it. It's even worse because in the books, it's like, yeah, it's George R. R. Martin's writing it, but you could even kind of separate it by saying like it's Daenerys's point of view. And even in her own point of view, she's not literally being carried into the city and being hailed as a mother. Like, this yeah. is actually D&D's vision of how this should be, you know? Yeah. And I was actually thinking of that in this episode, that, like, there's just a lot of shots of just, like, just people of color just dancing and, like, acting quote-unquote tribal mm-hmm. in the background yeah. of, like, Dothraki scene. Yeah, like, a woman with, like, face paint chanting in a language that pe- that the white people don't understand. Like, oh. Yeah. I don't know. It's uncomfy. Yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, Follow-up question. P.S. Who would win in a fight, Ollie or Wesley Crusher? (laughs) Uh, I was never... I'm a much bigger Star Wars person than a Star Trek person. So all all I know about Wesley Crusher is that he's, like, annoying or something. Um, Well, I ask this as somebody who has... Like, literally 99% of my Star Trek knowledge is from the Star Trek episodes of Futurama. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the 1% is when Leonard Nimoy was on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. So, I will ask, uh, is Wesley Crusher absolutely fucking undefeated? Because Ollie is, <laughs> Ollie is, like, batting a thousand. Like, ever since the Wildlands killed me, mum. Like, that's been... Yeah, like, 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 Ali is a title contender. Like, he killed the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch spoilers. Like, (laughs) a major fucking spoiler. Yeah. Like, you can't go anywhere from that. Like, you're king of the castle immediately. I, I don't know, like, what are the terms? Does Wesley Crusher have access to, like, future technology? Or is it, like, hand to hand combat? CQC? I just went to the Star Trek wiki, it's called Memory Alpha, Mm -hmm. and it says, Lieutenant, whatever, Lieutenant Junior Grade, Wesley Crusher was the gifted son of Starfleet officers and shit, but like, you know the quote at the top of wiki pages sometimes, Uh and it's like a nice quote about them, and Rhaegar died, or whatever, Mm -hmm. but like, Wesley Crusher's is, shut up kid, (laughs) and somebody's saying it to (laughs) him. Like the thing I the, so, the thing I know about him is that he was basically like cuz he was on a crew with all these like Starfleet captains and like there's scientists and there's pilots and there's the captain of the ship or whatever and sometimes he would just be there and like come up with the solution to a situation that no one else thought of. Yeah. He looks like he walked right off the set of Freaks. And also he's Will Wheaton. So Oh. Yeah, like that's why he's nerd famous is because he was oh. in Star Trek. Oh. Yeah. I think the gotcha. the real question to ask here is whether uh, Wesley Crusher had any of those ominous shots of him like they had of Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> like, how many shots of him staring into the camera angrily did he have in his career? Yeah, it's an angry, mysterious shot off. Is yeah. What is. And what do, you think is, what do you think is more dangerous? If Wesley Crusher died and his essence warged into Ollie, <laughs> or vice versa? Which would be a more dangerous Starfleet commander? Um, uh, if Ollie warged into Wesley Crusher, yeah, because Ollie is just like an unstoppable force. Yeah, any if you could extract his mojo, uh huh, then like that's like harnessing the H bomb. Yeah, you just run around yelling "dead parents." Yeah, like in addition to doing your normal duties, which yeah. is 
staring angrily into the camera from a distance. The Wildlands Killed Me Mum is like his Azeroth Metreon Zento? <laughs> yes. Like, I just imagine, because I'm an idiot who's into World of Warcraft shit, like, the orcs, their phrase is like, Loktarogar, and that means, like, victory or death or something like that. Like, how shitty are you that your battle phrase is Wildlings Killed Me Mum? Or maybe that's what he wants you to think. Why would he want that? Like, what What alternative? Maybe his parents warged into him. Fuck! <laughs> oh, holy shit. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. No, shit. I'm fucking eating a Pop-Tart. <laughs> holy, oh my god. The parents <laughs> are inside the Ollie. No wonder they're so obsessed with it. Here you go. Let's, we gotta end the show. <laughs> no, holy shit. <laughs> we gotta unpack this. Man, that was better than the cookie dough pop tart that I was eating. <laughs> oh my god. What can and I That's saying something, because it's the best kind of pop tart. <laughs> Way to go, Roy. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. If you want to send an email, once again, postgot at gmail.com or postgamerthrones.tumblr.com. Thanks for dealing with this shit every week. <laughs> Keep on chugling. Keep on chugling. I'm yeah. Eddie Colazzo. You, I'm, I'm Brooks. Hey. I'm Roy. Uh, I'm glad we all <laughs> introduced ourselves, finally. Yep. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Brock Tringle. Oh, and uh, hey, I just wanted to give a shout-out. Uh, we've gotten our first... I, I found this out last night, Eddie. I didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have our first uh, official sponsor of Post Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Uh, so thank you to 2016 Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz for being the first official sponsor what? of Post Game of Thrones. What? He gave us a generous donation of $5,000, putting him at the White Walker Rewards tier, which gives him access to an exclusive Pigot shirt and a 30-second space on a future episode to speak on a topic of his choosing. So uh, thank you again, Ted. And uh, hey, uh, give him hell. <laughs> Thanks, Ted Cruz. Uh, cool. Awesome. I mean... I did... <laughs> Good on you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Ted. Uh, does anyone else want to give their, uh... Their links? Uh, I'm good. You're good? Okay. Yeah. Roy can do it. <laughs> uh... You can find me on Tumblr at Manasaroy. Uh, I'm not really on Twitter because I don't know why, but <laughs> I'm on Tumblr all the time. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, well, uh, you know, just when you get a chance, go to our iTunes, maybe leave a five-star rating and a review, like some friends of the pod have done. Yeah. And after you do that, uh, visit www.cruise.senate.gov to get more information about Ted Cruz's, you know... Uh, his issues, how he feels about the economy, yep. education. Maybe send him a message at Ted Cruz on Twitter. Great handle. Yeah, and thank him for uh, for donating. Thanks for donating the show. show. And like we always say, keep on cruising. Cruise to the White House.